Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. The province recently announced a deal with the federal government to provide $10 a day childcare for kids under five. For parents in Northumberland, this is welcome news. Families pay about $45 a day on average in the county. So this is a big savings. It sounds like great news, but it's not that simple. On today's show, Leslie Patterson, manager of the Early Years Program for Northumberland County, will walk us through the complexities of daycare. She will explain how the rates will drop gradually over the next three years. She will also explain how daycare centers can opt in or opt out of the program. More importantly, She will describe the myriad of choices parents faced from licensed daycare to informal caregivers. Like I said, it is complicated. I'm so pleased to have with me today Leslie Patterson, the manager of the Early Years Services Program for Northumberland County. Welcome to Consider This. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. There is an announcement about a $10 a day daycare plan. Can you briefly summarize what it is this new $10 a day care plan is? Ontario has reached a $13.2 billion commitment over six years with the federal federal government on a national child care plan that works for Ontario families and will support Ontario to achieve average fees of $10 per day by September 2025. The agreement will lower fees for parents to provide more accessible and high quality child care for Ontario families. The Canada-wide Early Learning and Child Care Plan will be implemented with the following guidelines. Provide financial relief for families through lower licensed child care fees. Enable space creation so more families can access licensed child care to support their children and participate in the workforce. Support frontline workers and ensuring there are enough qualified workers to support quality programming in current and expanded spaces. And ensure licensed child care services everyone, including those who need it the most. This is great news for the families in Northumberland. Can you help us understand or describe the current daycare services offered in Northumberland? Uh, So currently we have 1,248 spaces across Northumberland County ranging for infant care all the way to school age care. Um, There is a demand right now for infant toddler preschool care across Northumberland, but I would say that's across all of Ontario, there's a shortage of spaces. So this is really good news uh, for us in Northumberland. We're not sure how the creation of spaces is going to happen yet. We're still waiting for more guidelines on that, but we are hoping um, that there will be some of that coming to us in the future. Um, Currently, we have been working with the Ministry of Education, our two local school boards, and all our local operators on trying to increase spaces. So in 2019, the ministry did provide us with funding where we opened 15 new spaces in Grafton for a family age grouping childcare program, the first in Northumberland. 
Uh, we have two new infant uh, childcare spaces planned for Brighton. Ideally, they're to be open early 2023. Uh, we can't wait because they're already filled. <laughs> um, a new licensed home childcare agency has been approved to open. So currently now we have three licensed home childcare agencies and they are all actively recruiting for licensed home childcare providers. So if there's anyone out there right now who's interested, please contact us and we can connect you with an operator. And we've also put in an application to the ministry in conjunction with the PVNC school board to add childcare spaces to the proposal of a new elementary school in Coburg. So we are making progress, but it all takes some time. And a lot of the capital funding is, uh, is separate funding that we have to apply for. So we're eagerly awaiting to hear about how that's going to happen. For people who don't know the daycare system, what kinds of daycare are available to parents? Can you describe each category and what demographic they serve or what age group they serve? So uh, in as the CMS, I'm the Consolidated Service System Manager, we're responsible for planning um, child care in early years programs. So licensed childcare. So that's really what we're dealing with. So we have um, 11 head offices that provide licensed childcare center care in Northumberland, uh, all across Northumberland. And that's infant care. So we have zero, that's birth. Usually they start at 12 months, but there are some families who need it earlier, whether they're going to school or for their work commitments. Um, so infant care is uh, birth to 18 months. And then we have toddler care, which is 18 months to two and a half years. And then we have preschool care, which is two and a half years to 3.8. And then after that, they go into JK, SK, junior kindergarten, senior kindergarten and school age. So we also provide before and after care for the junior kindergarten up to grade six and PA days and summer holidays and all that fun stuff. So that's the licensed piece. Then we also have three licensed home childcare agencies who work to find operators who run their own homes, but under the umbrella of the home childcare agency. And we have three of those agencies right now. And we're currently actively looking for more home providers to offer licensed home childcare. So they're different than the informal piece. They're the, the ones that fall under an agency and fall under the licensing of the Early Years and Child Care Act. And then we also support, in some instances, camps, so recreation camps, but they, all, they don't fall underneath this new national program. The county then, they're the umbrella group that sort of looks after each of those kinds of daycares. And then there's a group of, of obviously people who may have informal care yes. from their home and yes. then might take in some kids and, and do whatever they, they do. But the stuff that you're talking about, this license, what does it include when you talk about licensed care? What does that do that is different from, say, what the informal does so that we understand just what's involved when they give this level of care? Well, when it comes to informal care, there really isn't informal center care. It's really uh, informal care is more at the home-based level, I would say. Um, so what are some of the differences? There's some funding support that comes with being a licensed home operator. So you receive some wage enhancement funding. You can also receive with the new child care plan, there's gonna be some more incentives with that. Um, the operate, if they're under the umbrella of an agency, they receive quality, um, assurance pieces, support for that. There might be repairs and maintenance, health and safety. Uh, the 
they, they get inspected quite regularly. Um, so just some of those quality oversights and they're bound by our How Does Learning Happen, which is our pedagogy for learning. So um, they have to follow all those rules that are kind of our licensed childcare to a different degree for the home childcare. And then our licensed childcare operators are uh, under the Early Years in Childcare Act. And they, are they have an inspection at least once a year by the Ministry of Education. We have connections with the health unit. Uh, we work very closely together. We have a quality assurance program here that the county oversees uh, with our operators. We have the most amazing operators in Northumberland County. I will brag about them uh, uh, everywhere I can go. Uh, we provide a lot of professional development opportunities for them. And we're talking about educators who work all day <laughs> and then will come out in the evening on their own time or a Saturday afternoon to do those additional training pieces. They just overwhelm me and impress me and inspire me all the time for their dedication to the children and families in Northumberland. Are the staff that work in these licensed daycares, are they per professionally trained? I mean, are, do they come with uh, some kind of certification or are they uh, recognized uh, uh, professionally? Um, to be a licensed operator in a, in a center, a licensed center, you have to have a certain percentage of staff that meet the registered early childhood educator. So a certain percentage of staff have to have that designation. So that's usually usually a two-year program and then we register with a college and then we have to continue our professional learning all the way through our careers it's part of being a registered early childhood educator um, part of this canada-wide early years plan is to help increase um, child care uh, re registered early childhood educators across the province they want to have a level of up to 60 percent across the province so currently in northumberland about 40 percent of our staff in licensed child care are registered early childhood educators and we are actively trying to recruit and retain more educators and there are lots of programs out there that support that and we've actually are working on a workforce capacity program to offer more support so that's that's coming now how would you characterize the current system in terms of meeting the local demand for child care we have seen a uh a rise, a quick rise in the demand for childcare over the last several years. Um, we are always, we actually just did a, a needs assessment of our community, uh, really well received. We got a lot of feedback. So we're using that information to help us plan in, in preparation, knowing that this was coming, hopefully coming anyways, uh, having it signed was very exciting for us. But we did that in order to plan of where we think we're gonna, if there's an opportunity to apply for funding for capital and things like that, we want Want to be prepared of where the needs are the highest and where we can um, be positioned to then look for spaces to build so we're just getting that data now gathered and and going to put that together so we will have some more information on that and again that's being used to help us plan so we ask parents to look at what your current needs are but also to look ahead are you planning to have more children you know so we can look at planning um, so we we do have about 200 a little over 200 children on our wait list right now um the, and that is children of all ages so infant all the way through um and we're trying to meet that demand and again it it came very quickly we often talk about northumberland being an aging community and 
I always sit there in the back and put my hand up and say, but we have lots of, you know, childcare needs. So there, there's families moving in. I think COVID changed some of that. And, and again, our needs assessment will help us look at that. Um, so I think younger families are moving in. Um, a lot of the, and with an aging population, a lot of professions that support that are female dominated professions. And for them to be able to work, they need childcare. And there have been an increase in those professions. So that's probably added to our demand. Um, we're not really sure all of it, but we think maybe there's more jobs and that's great. We just had that come out today that, um, from the federal government that we're, you know, that there's more people in the workforce. So that increases the demand for childcare, more people going back to school. Uh, so there's all sorts of reasons why, but it has really increased in the last couple of years. So the needs assessment, again, will help us find where we need to be looking. And it takes time to build those spaces. Now, I appreciate that uh, we'll wait for the results of the needs assessment, but certainly you must be able to, from your experience and for your long time in holding this position, have a sense of some of the things that you see as being critical going forward. What's your sense of where we might need to have resources put and where the demand really is? Can you share some of your own insights? We have a strong de demand for infant care. And a lot of the reason for that is infant care is very expensive and it's also a low ratio. So an infant room is typically licensed for 10 children. So that's a small number of children. So that's for 12 to 18 months usually. And then our toddlers, we can have 15 usually in a group. And then our preschoolers we can have 16 to 24. So the big pressure really is on the infant care to try to get licensed infant care because there's more spaces as they get older. So I would say infant toddler are our highest demand age groups. Uh, we have demand all over the county, I would say, Robert. Um, Coburg, Port Hope, um, Trent Hills is growing, Brighton's growing. Uh, it, it really is across this, this, the whole Northumberland area. And again, the needs assessment will tell us a bit more what areas need more, but Coburg, which has a lot of our childcare here in Northumberland has a, a high need. So it, it's, it's good, it's booming, something's booming. <laughs> and we're excited for that because we wanna work with our operators to really try to bring that licensed quality care to our families. With the announcement, they said that there was going to be 86,000 new spaces. Is that enough in your mind? Um, I, I would probably, I, I think it's a good start. <laughs> I, I think there probably is a higher demand, even just looking at our own demand here in Northumberland. Um, so, I'm not sure what the province is looking at. I, I think it's probably, you know, a good start, but I think there's probably still more to go after that. Part of the announcement was to say that we're going to get to this point of an average of $10 per day. And the government has said that they're going to do it incrementally over the next four years. And I, I know that's part of the details that'll need to be coming out. And I know they've put a lot of dates and a lot of numbers to it. Can you put it into some context? If I was a parent and I'm trying to get daycare right now in Northumberland, what would I be expected to pay on a daily basis? It really ranges. Um, 
between each age group's different. So obviously infant care is higher than uh, toddler and preschool. So it all, it decreases as they get. Although, um, you know, summer care can have a little bit of a higher expense for the school age ones because they do a lot of great activities with them, try to get them out in the community and stuff. So I would say we are lower than most of the areas around us. So Durham, Hastings, we are on the lower side. So I would say $45 might be a good average a day for for child if you're kind of the kind of an average for infant toddler preschool um so if you're a, if you're in a licensed childcare space right now this is really good news for you because starting april 1st you're going to see a 25 percent reduction in your fees you won't see that immediately i just want to caution parents that we only got the announcement a little bit before so it's not in place yet but it will be retroactive once we get the program in place so if you're currently in licensed childcare, as of april 1st you will see a 25 percent reduction in your fees and that will be a back pay for some of it and then going forward Forward once we get the program up and running, continuing. And then by the end of 2022, there'll be a further reduction to be about 50% off. Um, so that'll be really good for families. And then by the end of this, we're hoping to have uh, on average the $10 a day. And it's on average $10 a day. And we are talking for children zero to five for the younger children. There are a lot of uh, efforts to better compensate daycare staff as well that it is built into this. Can you talk a bit about what those measures mean to the people who work under you? Um, so having a base compensation rate across the province is very worthwhile. And most early childhood educators in Northumberland are compensated above the base rate stipulated in this announcement. So there will be no immediate impact uh, to our compensation for almost all of our registered early childhood educators in Northumberland. But I think that's a really good reflection of our ongoing efforts with our operators here in Northumberland to start building on those salaries to make them and to attract and retain qualified early childhood educators. So we've already started some of that process here in Northumberland. So we're looking at this as a good start, um, but we're looking for more. So the um, ministry did indicate in some of their uh, information that's come out, again, I, I have very limited information, but they did indicate in there, they know more work needs to be done in this area of recruitment and retention. So we're looking forward to seeing what that will be. They said they will bring people together in the communities um, you know, from, from us here at the county to people working in the field, to educators at colleges, to find out really what we can do to help to build that. So it's a good starting point, but we're not there yet. So in North, like I said, in Northumberland right now, we already are at that base. So initially this is not gonna help any of our early childhood educators here. Now we've talked a lot about that younger group, that five years and below group. Can we talk a little bit about the older kids and what impact, if any, this is going to have on those older children and the programs that are delivered for them? Those programs are going to continue pretty much as they are now. The one thing that this will help with, with um, the new plan is hopefully as we hopefully get that ceiling raised higher, like it of the ceiling for the wages, it will include staff who also work with six to 12 year olds. So even though the fees will not 
be affected for six to 12 year olds, parents will still pay the full fee for those ages. Um, but educators will have the opportunity, hopefully at some point to get benefit from the wage ceilings that they're putting into place. And these programs that we're talking about, these are after, per, per, sorry, these are programs that are done before school, after school, these are children that are in school at, uh, during the day and they're just being looked after either before or after class or in the, yeah. when there's PA days and that kind of stuff. Yes, yes. And it's a um, very important part of our childcare system. The six to 12 year olds are a very important piece. Usually their fees are typically a little less because it is before and after school and there's, you know, the there's less costs with that. Usually we're sharing space in schools and things. So I think that's why their focus is on the zero to five-year-olds. And when I talked about how many spaces we have in Northumberland, quite a few of them are school-age spaces because we can license a gym for 30 children, right? Where you can't do that with a smaller room where you can only have 15 toddlers. Like we could have the same size room, but only 15 toddlers could be in there uh, because we have sizes, uh, obviously, and ratios to look at. So. Um, the cost of childcare for the older years is a little, you know, a little less. Can, can you give us a bit of a range as to what it might cost a parent uh, to for a child? Well, some centers um, do theirs based on just morning or just afternoon. Some do their fees the same for morning and afternoon. So I would say 20 to $25 is a pretty standard after before after school rate. I'd have to look that up though. <laughs> I don't know that one offhand automatically. But but that when you think about that though, uh, I mean, we're talking about this is a per day. And when you yes. put that over, you know, five days a week or maybe six or seven days a week over a month, that's incredible amounts of money that parents are paying for, for this kind of, of service. When you're looking forward, what would be the ideal situation? Because I mean, not everybody can afford this. And therefore, how do we address those needs for the people who, you know, cannot afford this, even under these new programs? Well, we still have the fee subsidy program in place that already existed. So that fee subsidy program is not going away. So we will still have that program for families who may need extra support. So some families under that program pay nothing for childcare. It is fully subsidized through our program. So there still are other options that families can utilize. And if a family is subsidized right now through our other program, moving forward to on April 1st, if they do have a parent portion, so some families even th though they receive some assistance, they still have to pay some, they will also get the 25% reduction on their parent fee portion. But there are some families who already are subsidized to support them, which is which is great, which is what we need, right? Um, families to have that support. So that program is not going away, that is continuing on. Uh, so families can apply for that. How many families, do you know the statistics for how many families uh, take advantage of this program or, or use this program? I just looked that up yesterday. Uh, currently we have 388 children on our fee subsidy. I, I can get you the families broken down, but it is 388 children um, currently receiving subsidized care. What about the informal sector? How do we address that sector and what sort of things need to be done to support and, and to strengthen that particular uh, portion of the daycare package? 
I think with this announcement, we are hoping that some of the informal sector uh, operators, especially in the licensed home child and the home child care sector, will look to um, become licensed because there are some other supports for them and, and their families will benefit from it. There are, I, I want you to know, there are awesome informal operators out there too. Uh, I think the the benefit of licensed childcare are there some of those extra oversight. So as a parent, there are some other things in place that you know are being looked at and addressed. So quality, um, you know, making sure they have the right CPR, first aid, all those things. So there are some wonder wonderful informal operators for sure. Although I think strengthening our system for the licensed care will help uh, make sure there's a kind of that quality piece standard across the board. So it sounds to me going forward then that uh, what we're looking at is you've done this survey and you're waiting for these results to come in and, and when do you expect that we'll have a report that will give us some idea of, of where we're going in the future around the daycare and uh, early years? Uh, we're presenting to our um, social service standing committee on the report in June and in July we're presenting our workforce strategy plan. Um, so there'll be a more robust on how we're going to retrain, uh, retain and uh, attract early childhood educators. And we're also going to be talking about our great early on child and family programs in July. So uh, Early years is going to be front and center for a little bit uh, here because there's so many great things happening. So we're uh, going to take that opportunity to inform our community about what, all the great things that are happening. Now, what about the implementation then of this government announcement? How, how are you seeing the timeline in terms of what will be coming down to you and then the eventual implementation? What can parents look forward to? I've been told the guidelines are coming any minute now. <laughs> uh, so so when, once the guidelines come, we'll we'll have to work with our operators. So operators can opt in or opt out of doing the new um, Canada-wide early learning and childcare plan. So I'm a, I don't know yet. We haven't had those, those discussions, but I would assume most, if not all, of our operators will opt in to the Canada-wide early learning and childcare plan. And so when they opt in and once we figure out how we're going to do all the tracking and reimbursement, it's a, you know, it's a lot of administrative burden put on the early on the childcare centers to implement some of these programs that come through. And a lot of them don't have that capacity to do that. So we're looking to, we're, we're excited to see what the guidelines are gonna look like and what the toolkit's gonna have, uh, ways that we can support our operators and ensuring this can happen. Because right now, this is great news for families and operators are not going to lose that 25% in fees. They're gonna be receiving that funding portion that parents aren't paying through the county, through the funds from the province, from the federal government they're gonna become whole, but it's still gonna cost them money to, to apply for that, right? It's gonna take time and effort on their side to put that together. So we're looking to see how we can support them with those extra costs in order to implement the plan. What kind of reaction have you got so far from the announcement from groups like the daycare operators and, and the staff and those people who are in charge? Well, we've been waiting a long time for this in our field, so it was a very exciting day for us to have the National Child Care Plan signed. 
Uh, I still think there's a lot of work to do and uh, would be ex I'm excited to see what the actual guidelines are going to say. Like I said, the ceiling for the wage grid or the, not the ceiling, but the beginning part, we know that needs work. So how, how are we gonna keep working on that to, to make that better? Um, sorry, I forget. Can you I was just saying the from, from, the, from the staff's <laughs> point of view, from those who are operators, what kind of reaction have you been getting? Well, it's, it's great news for, for families like number one, and we're all about helping our families. Like children and families are in the center of everything we do. That is why we do what we do. And so they're all excited for that. Um, we wanna know how we're gonna make it happen though. So <laughs> we, 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 you know, there's some anticipation of what's that mean for us, uh, but our operators are always looking how, how can we help children and families? So they're excited about it. Even though it's a little bit of extra work for them, they're uh, looking forward to helping our families. Now, have you heard from parents at all? I know you're sort of at the top level, but <laughs> have you been hearing from parents and, and what sort of reaction have you been hearing from them? Uh, parents? Uh, and I haven't spoke to a lot of parents directly, but hearing uh, comments to our operators, we meet with our operators once every two weeks um, on Zoom or Teams meeting calls, which is great. We're a very connected community. They're very supportive of each other. Parents are really excited. So some of the things are parents want the, the money right now. They want the, you know, April 1st, I want to see that 25%. So just trying to explain to them how, you know, they will be retroactive. We're not there yet. Um, you know, some parents aren't understanding the opt in opt out and some centers like they're run by a lot of them are nonprofits run by board of directors so they need to take their time and make sure they're making the right decision again, I foresee most will, if not all will will get into this, but they, they need to be prudent to make sure they're looking at everything themselves right so we don't even I haven't even put out an opt in form yet so you know we're not we're not quite there so. Um, they're, they're, they just want to know when it's going to happen. Parents want to know when are we going to get this going so their, their bills will come down. So soon, we can tell parents soon. Uh, for families who aren't in licensed care yet, um, it's, a, it, it's hard because we have wait lists. And, and we're encouraging families who are looking for licensed care. Our operator said they had uh, phone calls right after the announcements of people trying to get on their list. So we're encouraging families if they're looking to call you know, as many operators in their area or what makes sense to them for their commute uh, to get on wait lists. Sometimes there's flexibility. Um, some, you know, some areas have higher demand than others. So, you know, we're just telling families to really take the time and to, you know, contact operators and to see where they can fit in. So uh, for families that are currently in licensed care, this is really great news. And for the families who aren't, it will be great news as we continue to grow the system. Now, I heard you say about opting in, and I looked through all of that stuff, and I don't remember anywhere where it said opting in. Can you explain that for me, just so I'm clear about what that means? So a pro right now, fees are, have been frozen, so um, operators can't raise their fees unless they've already communicated to parents. So if an operator already told a parent that uh, parents that fees were going to increase July 1st, they can go ahead with that fee increase. But other centers um, can't. So if you haven't said you're going to raise your fees, you have to freeze them. So some operators, I don't foresee this again any here in Northumberland, but some operators may say, I want to still charge 
what I want to charge. I don't want to be restricted. So they may not opt in for that. Some of the administrative burden could be a deterrent for some because right now it is, this is supporting families. It's not it's not supporting centers yet at this point so much. So they may choose to opt out. Again, I think most centers are, if not all in Northumberland are gonna opt in because they know it's great for children and families. So um, I'm surprised you haven't seen that because most of the documents come, they come with the opt out form. We don't have an opt in form yet, um, maybe because they're hoping everyone will. So also if, a, if an operator currently has a service agreement with us, uh, that will continue. But if we have an operator that doesn't have a service agreement with us and they choose to opt into the child to the Canada wide national plan, we have to opt in with them if that's a choice um, for this funding. So we have different streams of funding. So um, we haven't had that come up yet, but we, there could be different levels of that. So I think in Northumberland, it will be an opt in. <laughs> I, I'm not too concerned again, because children and families are at the center of everything we do. But it, it is it is something some centers will probably consider, not so much in our area, I don't think. Leslie Patterson, thank you so much for talking to me today. I could talk about early years in Northumberland all day long. This is an awesome community and thank you for the opportunity to share some of the great work we're doing. And uh, I think it's just more to come. That was Leslie Patterson, manager of the Early Years Services Program for Northumberland County, talking about the $10 a day child care agreement between the Ontario and federal governments announced recently. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.